what is going on everybody and welcome 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 back to another episode another edition another installment back in a bit and i know you guys missed the kid you feel what i'm saying but listen welcome back to the black men win podcast our black women win series (laughs) listen 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 i'm excited for this year where this is our second annual uh black women win series um if you didn't see the logo that was just up you know we switched some things up we had some last year again i want to thank all the women that came on last year some dynamic powerful women that came on last year and we got some dynamic powerful women that we got coming on this year you feel what i'm saying but before we get into all that make sure that you subscribe to the channel you feel what i'm saying we also have our black men win scholarship out here so please do apply we got the qr code right at the bottom i'll have it down at the bottom for the you know first 15 minutes of the show and uh, we'll also have our donate uh, QR code. Um, oh, that's not even coming through. But I'll put the Q. I'll put the link to the donation uh, for the um, Black Men Win Scholarship Fund uh, down below. We have hit, and not only hit but surpassed our scholarship fund. So please, if you would love to continue to donate to the scholarship fund, we are still um, looking for donations, still accepting donations. So please, uh, we'll have the links down below um, in our descriptions, and we thank you. Listen again, we have. You know, second annual, we have a dynamic woman coming on the stage. I call her friend. You feel what I'm saying? Um, Content confidant, right? Um, You know, she's a creator. She's a dynamic YouTuber, host, producer, and um, the host of the Currency Club. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a round of applause. For the Miss Whitney Style. Come on, Whitney. What's happening? How are you, friend? Can you hear me? Oh, snap. First of all, I got you muted, friend. Friend, I had you muted. I was about to say, I'm over here talking about how excited and honored I am to be here, and my microphone is muted. Are you trying to sabotage me within the first 30 seconds of the show? Because I am offended. But in reality, I am excited <laughs> to be here, uh, excited to be a part of this series, and oh my really gosh. excited about your growth, right? Can we talk about your YouTube growth? Friend, I know you've been a longtime podcaster. I, too, consider you a friend, and I've just been watching you elevate. On Thank all you. social platforms, but YouTube, you. a thousand subscribers already. Listen, I'm doing I, it. It's it's been a growth journey. You've been you've been right there at the front seat eating popcorn, watching this journey. Um, you know, we bounce ideas off of each other. We we've been on each other's platforms, you know, and um I I didn't see it coming. You know, I didn't see it coming. I've been at this thing for a long time. And I've told people I've had a, a, a up and down relationship with YouTube. And you know this being a, a prominent YouTuber yourself, like it's an up and down battle. Um, it's not just posting the video as you have taught me over the years for real. It is not just posting the video. It is the work that goes behind it. Right. And I always for me admired your tenacity, consistency and your dynamic 
kind of aggression to keep going and putting out great when i say great content i mean great content like i mean content that we're looking at and we're saying hey i can study this person you're hitting every industry and we'll and we'll get into more of the currency club right i'm, I'm see 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 this is this is what friends do you understand what i'm saying we hype each other up you know yeah. what i'm saying but listen before we get into any on all of that um whitney let the people at home know more of who you are what you do and um introduce yourself a little bit to us Definitely. I would love to. My name is Whitney Styles. What's up? I'm in the building. So Whitney Styles, I am a fashion beauty lifestyle creator. That's where I initially kind of popped onto the internet. So I do have a YouTube channel, Whitney Styles, but then I also have a YouTube channel called Currency Club, which we will get into the details of all of that today. But long story short, I am an entrepreneur and a content creator. So when I say entrepreneur, I am a consultant in the DEI space. I am a real estate investor. I have property. You know, I'm a landlord. Rent that out. <laughs> I am an author. So I have a book that's available on Amazon. Um, I have a clothing line formerly known as Dress Code 187, but will now be the Currency Club merch, new website dropping very soon. And then of course the content creation. So fashion, beauty, lifestyle, but then also food because at heart I am a foodie. So I do food reviews and then, you know, just all kind of little cute reels related to food and some of my favorite stuff to do in Houston because I'm originally from Grand Rapids, but I've been in Houston, Texas for the last two years. So that's me in a nutshell. Whitney, first of all, and this is why I let people gas themselves up. See, y'all see why I allow people to introduce themselves during the show because Whitney, I didn't know you was an author. I know. Right. I put it in the link. I have friend. a book, friend. I have two what? editions of a book. My book is called. What? I know, right? See, I like other people to brag for me. I hardly ever gas myself up. I just be like, if you know, you know. I drop it in the description box of my own YouTube friend. videos, and I'm like, hey, friend. if they find out, great. But friend. if not, it is what it is. You can't, you can't just, you just can't skate over that, friend. Right. I'm telling you that now. You just can't skate that. You have two. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your books a little bit? Definitely. So during the day, I am a DEI leader, a DEI practitioner. DEI means diversity, equity, and inclusion. I've been actually operating in this space for about 10 years. So a couple years ago, I was approached with an opportunity to write a book, and I did it. And it was an amazing experience and it was really well received. So lots of copies. And when I say so lots of copies, I'm not just talking about in the United States, right? I sold books in other countries, Australia, the United Kingdom, Japan, and a couple other ones too. So that was an, a, a major accomplishment that I wasn't even expecting. So I have two editions of my book available and the book is called The Essential competencies of effective diversity, equity, and inclusion leaders. So once again, available on Amazon. You can definitely search that, Google that, and it should pop up, but I will also send a link. Wow. <laughs> First of all, Whitney, you just, I'm, I'm mad that... <laughs> that you didn't know that? Yes. It's I'm dynamic. Friend, you know I'm dynamic. Friend, I, I know that. But when we talking about inclusion, diversity, equity, especially us, you being from Grand Rapids, me going to school in Grand Rapids. What? Oh, no. 
Can you hear me now, friend? No, you went yeah, out yeah, temporarily. Okay. You temporarily no, went out. My 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 pod track wants to act up. What I was saying was, friend. Yes. You have a book out Two books. that literally discusses inclusion and equity, and I'm like, yo, we lived in Grand Rapids. You could have. I, did you do seminars or anything? I did and do. That's part of my consulting and my entrepreneurial work. Yes, I do keynote speaking. I actually have a speaking engagement on March 8th. It's in the same day this podcast is dropping. But yes, I do speaking engagements. Absolutely. Virtual and in person. Right. Because I'm, 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 listen, I'm sitting here and I'm just like Whitney... Whitney to me is is way too dynamic to not. I, I never, I just never thought. I just, I, I think I'm just blown away. Let's just let's just say that. I think for me, I'm just blown away again by how diverse and eclectic your palette is. Can yes. I? Say that? You can indeed. Can I say that? Like I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed. On how it it is when you know somebody for just one thing, and this is just you know what I'm saying this is or not just one thing, but multiple. What do you know me for? What do you know me for? Tell the world that. I know you for yeah. being the 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 food reviewer, and I mean a great food reviewer too, because you're gonna tell these people if it's if it's good or not. You feel what I'm saying? But you've also again you've you've also stepped out of content creation again. You've you've talked to us about real estate i know you've done that i know you step into other areas but when i when i when i hear book and author i'm like wait a minute hold up she out here authoring period i knew you had the clothing line i knew you had the makeup line hell you might have a hairline that you ain't telling us just a brand ambassador just oh brand okay ambassador i'm just i'm just companies. i'm just sitting there saying you you are you are very you are very multi-dimensional and I want you to talk a little bit about having so, in a sense, having not even so much on your plate, but being so well diverse in so many areas. Talk to me about kind of the, the work that you had to do to get where you are right now, because that doesn't, that doesn't come in a microwave. You understand what I'm saying? So I want you to talk to me a little bit about how all of the things that you continue to be great at and you continue to learn and you continue to strive for greatness in, how did that, what was the work ethic between that? What, how did you get here? Yeah, so that's a very loaded question. I can take it in a <laughs> lot of different directions, but I'm going to start with, I'm actually going to start with my family because mm -hmm. my parents are amazing. Both of them are very hard workers. So they instill, you need to work hard to get what you want into me and my sister's lives at a very early age. So I've always valued working hard. Like I was the person who, you know, was 15 years old with a job. I started out bagging groceries and then I was a, a barista at Starbucks, right? And then I did retail and then I did some other stuff. But my point of saying that was I've always worked 
since a very young age because I saw my parents working. And then the entrepreneurship piece is honestly something that came from my dad. My dad is a business owner. He owns a business that does some property management, but then some also just like contract work, like electrical, drywall, just so many things of the things, right? So he's in that industry and he's always been an entrepreneur. He always taught me like, don't count on one income. Don't let anybody else determine your income. Don't rely on that one check to get you to where you want to be in life, right? Because he's always like nice things too. So growing up, my dad was always the person who's like, okay, you want the new fancy sneakers? I got you. You want the, the name brand stuff? I got you, right? So I knew I had to work. He had to work in order to get these material things. But it's not only about the material things. I brought up my parents to say that they're both very hardworking people who instilled that in me at a very young age. But I also want to talk about location because as Ty mentioned, we both grew up in Grand Rapids. And for those of you who know, or maybe even those of you who don't know, because I know people listen from all over the world. Grand Rapids is not a diverse town. It's a small town. It's very conservative and it's very white. And I don't mean any offense by that. That's just the reality. Like it is what it is. So when you grow up in a predominantly white town and then work in predominantly white organizations, go to school in a predominantly white institution, because I graduated from Grand Valley, you have to navigate in a different way in order to excel in order to be respected, in order to prove yourself, in order to be given opportunities. And oftentimes, most of us know this, as Black people, we have to work twice as hard to get the recognition and opportunities. But sometimes Black women have to work three times as hard. Like, I am a minority on so many levels, right? I'm a woman. I'm a Black person. In some of the corporate spaces I worked, I was also the youngest person in the room. So I always had to prove myself, like prove that you have the competencies to do the job, proved like that you even deserve to be in this room. So that in and of itself shaped me as an individual an entrepreneur and kind of set me on the path to do great things in life. Did you what want to interject seen? and say something? <laughs> Go no. ahead. <laughs> no, that, that answers the question um, quite literally. I, uh, to your point, you know, honestly, I can say I, I lived in Grand Rapids for eight years. So you can say it, 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 it I grew up there in a sense, right? Um, living in Detroit, growing up in Detroit, and then going to college for eight years, you know, getting my bachelor's and my master's there. I they, I will always say Grand Rapids was always the starting point for me, right? Mm -hmm. Grand Rapids was always that 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 you know that that kind of you know trampoline to you know to propel me here. Um, but as Whitney eloquently stated. Um, Grand Rapids is a very white conservative town. And that's, again, nothing against them. That's just the reality. And so, again, when you're in these spaces, you know, and, and it's, it's hard to be you mm -hmm. in that space. Um, and so I want to I want you to talk a little bit because you you hit on the fact that you as a black woman and, and, and as many black women have to work three times hard um, in that space, in those spaces. Can you talk to me about some of the struggles that you may face in those spaces, um, even with your background, uh, mm -hmm. even with the intelligence that you have, the expertise that you continuously give um, to your, uh, to your clients or uh, on a, on a, consistent basis what are some of the struggles that you see or continue to see in those spaces whether that be corporate or otherwise 
Mm-hmm. The first thing I'll say is this notion of we need to be able to be our authentic selves, bring our authentic selves to work when that's not the reality. A majority of corporate spaces are not ready for that because the moment that a black woman shows up with their natural hair or um, their, you know, maybe passion for something or a strong um <sighs> I'm trying to think of the word, but it's kind of like related to passion, right? So as soon as you have high energy and fired up about something, you have to be careful because that could trigger someone else, right? So they may be offended by your hair. They might be offended by your direct communication. They might be offended by just whatever you say or do or how you communicate. So I, at an early stage of my career, always felt the need to tone things down, right? So tone down the way I speak, kind of almost talk in circles and not be as direct as to not offend someone, dress in boring corporate clothes instead of the fun, cute stuff that I wanted to wear. So I just always felt like I needed to cover certain aspects of myself, whether it was my personality or the way that I speak or even my background. Because do you know how sometimes you go into the workplace and they're always like, how was your weekend? It was good. What'd you do? I'm not going to tell them what I really did, how I was turned up at the club and blah, 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 popping bottles. I'm not going to tell you that because I have to separate myself from, you know, Whitney Styles from Whitney, my government last day, right? So I, I was always feeling the need to be almost two separate people. And when it comes to social media, I was always blocking my coworkers. Like I'm not giving them a, a window into my personal world. If you know, you know, but I'm not going to invite you into my life because and the, the reality is just, you know, that can get used against you. I know people who have been fired for stuff that they posted on the internet, stuff they said, opinions and things like that. So while my, you know, Whitney Styles personality is very direct, very provocative, in a sense that I, I encourage people to think I, I respectfully challenge is what I'll say when I use that word provocative. But yeah, you can't be your authentic self. Is the it, more of my story. No, um, man, you. Did that even answer the question? Yes, what was you the did. original question, friend? Yes, you, because, friend. The original question was just basically like, "Yo, what are some of the sufferings that you see?" And that's you hit on every last one of them. First of all, as you said, you can't be <laughs> who you naturally are in the space. I've seen it myself. Been in spaces like that myself, where we as Black men and black women cannot be us. You understand what I'm saying? And as as Whitney said, if you know, you know. When you can't be you, but you're looking at everybody else being them, it is a notion where, okay, well, do I have to be like them? Right? Do I have to sit here and kind of conform? It is an it is it is sickening. So when you were talking about that, that that hit on the nose. Like I know for me, and I can speak to it a little bit. I know for me working in various spaces around Grand Rapids, I had to tone it down. I'm loud, I'm black, I'm proud. I never let it down for nobody in this conservative space. Never. I never toned it down, nothing. So when people saw me and I started the podcast, oh, do you think I toned it down? Absolutely not. Right. But when you have that, when you're unapologetically that, and when you're in the spaces being that, Whitney and others, 
as Whitney eloquently said, again, challenging some of those kind of notions in there where honestly people are just tense and afraid of, I don't know, but honestly, there's nothing to be afraid of because as, as Whitney said, when black women get passionate, when black women don't agree with you, honestly, we want to say, oh, she's the angry black woman. She's bossy. She's emotional. There's so many labels that we put on women, but especially black women to reinforce talk, stereotypes, which may not talk, be the case. Talk to me about some of those. Some of the labels mm -hmm. that you see, you hear when it comes to black women, the angry black woman trope, right? Mm -hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit. Have you been called an angry black woman? And what does that if 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 you have what does that do to you as a black woman or how do you feel when being called that mm -hmm. so i surprisingly have not been called the angry black woman i'm thinking about all of my professional career experiences and surprisingly that has not been me but i've seen it for other people and what i think about is of course we try to encourage people to be their authentic selves but then the first moment they show who they really are you want to put labels on them. So we can't have it both ways. We need to pick a side. You either want them to conform to societal norms, which were created by, you know, oftentimes white, religious, wealthy men. That's what you want us to conform to, or you want us to show up and be who we really are. So I just feel like we can't have it both ways. But I feel like, go ahead, Ty, you want to jump in. I could tell you want to jump in and say something. <laughs> we can't have it both ways, right? Is that what I want us about? to have it both ways so bad? Mm hmm. Because oh, I feel yeah. like we can. Is it just me though? Like I'm just like, listen. Why can't you? Why can't you be here and I be here and we just be, be right? Mm -hmm. Can we just be? You be, I be, and we just be be. In the perfect world, yes, we should be able to coexist as the yes. people that we yes. aspire to be. Mm -hmm. I know, Whitney. I know what you're going to say, but. <laughs> <laughs> but the fear. I kind of want to circle back to your question about fear. You Go had ahead. said something along the lines of what are people afraid of of being their authentic selves? They're afraid that they're going to get fired, number one. That they're yeah. going to miss out on opportunities, number two. That they're yeah. going to be overlooked for stretch assignments or projects or promotions because they're going to leave a lasting impression in somebody's head. Remember right. that one time you were a little too excited at the meeting and you said this. Or that time you were a little too emotional, right? These labels that we put on people. Right. So we fear a missed opportunity and being terminated. Yeah. And then also reputation. I'm going to say in West Michigan, reputation is huge, right? right. Because I worked in the workforce development space for a long time. And we all knew each other, the nonprofits, mm. the government agencies, the for-profit people doing the work, we all knew each other, right? So if you had, you know, maybe an episode that did not play out the way you wanted it to, and you left a negative impression in somebody's mind, they're gonna know somebody. So you might right. be applying for another job and it could impact your opportunities exactly. based on the way you maybe, you know, presented yourself in one situation that might not even be a reflection of who you are anymore. So, yeah, I just wanted to circle back to that fear to say people fear missed opportunities yeah. or, or right. losing out on things. Is it how how do we. And I want to frame this question the best way I can. How do we. I guess, how do we continue to show up 
as us while I guess sitting here trying to if you want to I don't want to say conform but I do want to say maybe tote the line mm -hmm. of making sure we we don't miss the opportunity but also I guess giving drops and you know driplets of ourselves around uh, along the way is that possible yes i hear you so i have a lot of thoughts around that too one okay. thing that has worked well for me is that i naturally observe so that's just like one of my tendencies when you do like assessments and they kind of categorize you what type of person are you i observe so one of the first recommendations i have and something that has worked well for me is when i show up I read the room like I want to know my audience before I even get to the meeting. I'm looking at people on LinkedIn, right? I'm looking at what they do for a specific company, what their role is, maybe what school they went to, things like that, because it's important to know who you're interacting with. Sometimes we can, you know, set a bad first impression or a missed opportunity just from not doing our homework or our research. So know who's going to be in the room or the space, but then also show up and be willing to just listen first. I've never felt the need to be the loudest person in the room. I always feel like the loudest person in the room has something to prove. Um, so I never do that. And when I speak, I want to add value to a conversation. I don't want to speak just to hear my own voice. So I'm not one of those people who are going to be, you know, on Facebook posting 13 statuses a day or at the meeting feeling like I need to open, talk in the middle and close the meeting or just like always adding something. I like to add value to the situation, right? So another thing that's important is just literally adding value to every situation that you're in, because I feel like that answers one of the questions that you had asked me earlier. Like, how did I get to this place that I'm at now? I literally add value to every room and every conversation. So when I go into a place, you have to respect me. You got to put some respect on my name, because when you look at my resume, when you look at maybe the companies that I work for, when you look at the people who endorse me, it's like it's undeniable. Like she's talented. She deserves to be here. She doesn't have anything else to prove. Um, another thing about being our authentic selves is I feel like there is still some level of professionalism, right? So, I mean, you can't just show up to work or any situation acting how you might in your own household, right? So we might have to slightly modify our speech without code switching, but, you know, slightly modify our speech, maybe not use auto lingo in the terms that we will use on social media when we're in real life, right? But I feel like times are changing, which is a good thing. I think that after all of the events that happened in 2020, like the unfortunate murder of George Floyd and so many other black and brown people at the hands of police brutality, the world had this aha moment, this awakening where they're like, okay, something has to change. Bias is so real. Racism is so real in our institutions in America as a whole. So we need to do something. And then as a result, a lot of organizations around the world started doing, you know, like unconscious bias trainings, microaggressions trainings and things like that. So I said that to say, I feel like the world is shifting to a space where they are more welcoming of people showing up and being more of their authentic selves. But we still have some work to do because me, even though I'm comfortable now, more comfortable now than any other previous employer, I'm never just going to show up at work and tell my employers all my business. Right. Yeah. So I have a, a very nice supervisor now and she's always like wanting to be supportive and ask me what's going on. But I'm still keeping work and personal separate. And like, that's I'm how never you have gone. to do it. Yeah. And that's so how you have to do it. I still encourage that. Don't get yes. in any space telling everybody all your business about your home life, your relationship, your kids. 
your aspirations. Like Absolutely. some people are allies and strategic partners, but I just have never been an open book, never will be. And I it's been that. working for me. Especially so. not at work. Y'all don't need to yeah. know my business like that. Whitney, you've been dropping some gems. I've been loving it, okay? Been dropping some Thank great you. gems. Listen, um, our last, well, not our, well, our, our last serious question, right? Okay. What does black women win mean to you, right? We asked the question to our fellas when I, when I interview my, my guys. I asked them, what does black men win mean to you? Right. When you hear the phrase, what does that mean to you? So we flip it and ask our, our ladies, our dynamic women, what does black women win mean to you? When you hear that phrase, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when, when you hear that? Black excellence, black joy, black elevation. I think about rising the tide, right? So if I win, I'm going to put myself in a position to help other people win. If I have five opportunity, I'm going to give an opportunity to someone else. So the collective impact is what I think of, of how when one person elevates, we should be intentionally bringing in the next woman with us, sharing our resources, our knowledge, our insights, our wisdom, or whatever it might be. And in my case, it's creating a platform to elevate other people. So that's honestly one of the reasons that I started the Currency Club, which I know we're going to talk about later. But it's, you know, using our position and influence to elevate and influence others in a positive way. Come on, Whitney. Come, see, come. see this, is, this is why she does the Currency Club. You understand what I'm saying? So let's get into the Currency Club, right? Um, this amazing um show that you have created the currency club that has over let me let me count this right um about 35 episodes is that what you think see, see i was about to give you 50 because i think okay. i thought you already did 50 okay not yet we come i was about to give you about 45 but i was like it, it was 35 episodes you just put out a new episode Indeed. Um, and we'll have that link in the, in, the, in the description when we put this episode out. But um, what was the initial idea behind the Currency Club? And what can we expect um, from Miss Whitney Styles and more of the Currency Club? Because the Currency Club is a hub i believe for me personally it is a hub for a lot of entrepreneurs in various industries not even entrepreneurs but businessmen and women entrepreneurs of all walks of life through various industries who you get to sit down with and honestly if we do the homework we get to kind of network with right you create that mm -hmm. space. So talk to us a little about the Currency Club and what you have coming for us next. Mm -hmm. So the Currency Club was designed to educate, inspire, and entertain the viewers about relevant topics related to entrepreneurship and side hustles and branding. So oftentimes, um, you know, people have this aspiration to be an entrepreneur or to make some extra money. And I wanted to create a platform of influential people who are doing that 
So whether it's a passion project or a project where they're actually making money, I wanted to give them a platform and some free marketing, some free promos to elevate their brands. So as Ty mentioned, I invite entrepreneurs, creatives, podcasters, fashion influencers, makeup artists, actors, and just so many other talented people to be a guest on the Currency Club to share their knowledge and insights with the audience. So I encourage people to talk a little bit about their journey, kind of what type of products or businesses they serve, what are serve or sell, <laughs> what are some of the challenges in your space, what advice would you give to other people, um, what you know, were some of the financial investments you had to make up front or what are some of the educational requirements to do the type of work you do. But once again, everything is around educating, inspiring and entertaining the viewers. So I also throw a couple games in there. And I would say the foundation of Currency Club is, of course, to provide an opportunity for people to promote their brands. But then also it's just all about the hustle. Like I told you, I've been working hard since I was a teenager. So I want to inspire other people to get some money, too. And honestly, it's also about empowering our black and brown creatives. So Come it's on. not exclusive to them, but it, it, it was designed for y'all. It was it, designed it, for It's definitely for designed for us. It's, for it, it is definitely designed for us. For sure. Whitney, to me, and 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 YouTube, you have to do a better job. Okay. You mm -hmm. you can't be, you know, you gotta do a better job. Y'all better stop playing with Whitney Styles, okay? She out here doing mm -hmm. some great. And All been right. doing great work for years. He's been the doing Whitney Styles channel, the Currency Club channel, okay. both. Stop playing with it, okay? But Whitney, like when when I got hip to the Currency Club, um, it was maybe about a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago. And real quick, um, it couldn't have been. It couldn't have been two years ago, friend. Thank you for giving me my flowers. But Currency Club launched January. No, I know. Was okay, it January? Jan it was January. No, you no. January of no, last year. No, Whitney, I'm not doing this with you. I'm January of 2022. You I am positive. Then you had the new currency club. It's the same thing, friend. Oh my god, friend. The hash. <laughs> okay, so what happened was, let me provide some clarity. Okay, I want on, my show. <laughs> I want my show to be called Currency Club. Yeah, but just general currency club is taken. On all oh. social media platforms. So I had to throw new in front of it okay. just so I can secure the YouTube See. handle, the Instagram handle, stuff like that. So new, I mean, it's just there for decoration. <laughs> I really would prefer it to just be Currency Club. But if I had to put a word in front of it because the other handles were taken, I just threw new. Okay. And new now, makes sense though, right? Because but it does new make, ideas, but it does new inspiration, sense. new yes. money, new content posted. Like new, it works. But no, ahead, so Brandon. I've I've been a fan since 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 the inauguration of the currency club, right? Thank you. And um, for me, I learned something with every with every interview that you give. You're a great interviewer. Um, I think you should be kind of interviewing full time. That's just me, but don't give me you know don't you know. Man, what I'm, I'm trying to be on the Breakfast Club. I'm trying. Listen, to Listen, that's all I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? You you got Those. the skills for it. You got it down. You know what I'm saying? You got you you listen. The currency club is literally a great way to not only understand a lot of industries. Like for me, it was one specifically. Um, my God. Um, what was uh, the episode about? Oh, oh, I know. My God. It was the Grand Rapids. He was he or she was in Grand Rapids on the gun store. I knew you was gonna say that. It's probably Daryl. Daryl yes, Rostick. Daryl, my guy Daryl. Rostick Arms. He's had Bruh. at least three episodes on the Currency Club. Oh, amazing my God. guest and entrepreneur. Yes. Yes. 
Right, like, Daryl was that that one right there for me to know like yo there's a there's a actual you know guy who black man who owns a gun store in Grand Rapids and I'm like wait what because again when the as we talked we 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 didn't and sometimes even still don't see that Real quick, let me geek my friend up because I Go love Daryl Rostick, long-term like friend, entrepreneur who's been in a bunch of different lanes. So Daryl Rostick was the first a guest on the show because he uh, was a firearms instructor, right? So he talked about his business, Smart Shooters. But since that episode dropped January 2022, because he was like my second guest, second or third guest, because he believes in me. I believe in him. He was one of the first people on my list that I needed to reach out to. Right. But point of saying all this was he started out as a firearms instructor, but then he bought land and has a whole gun range. Right. So that when he's training people, I can actually take you to my gun range to shoot. But friend, that's not it. That's not it. He is manufacturing his own line of firearms. So on top of being a firearms dealer, he literally has his own brand of firearms called Arms. Daryl, you need to get him on the show, friend. Daryl. That's why he was on my show three times because he's amazing. He's doing so much. Yes. Wow. That's how I'm like, let me brag a little bit on him. He needs all the elevation. And he's also yeah. a content creator. He has a YouTube channel. So he posts oh, informational content about how to use firearms and he's uh paid on youtube his channel is monetized so yeah he doing that space too doing it doing it and then you said first of all the the, i think the thing that got me was you said he bought land i was like wait a minute bought land acres and he has other plans he has other plans for what he's gonna do with his land next he dropped some of that in his currency club interview his aspirations for what he's doing next so yeah this is why we do this podcast Yep. This is why we do this podcast. Educate and inspire. That's why Crazy Educate, Club is. Inspire. Hype up our friends. Give people their flowers. You feel me? Giving people their flowers while they hear it. And this is why we got Miss Whitney Styles on the podcast. Because mm-hmm. Whitney, you are not only just all the labels that you know your jobs give you, you're a woman. Your sister, your a daughter, a daughter, a friend, friend, an ex girlfriend, a future wife. (laughs) You invest. But at the core of it all, you are a human being who continues to strive and thrive for better. It's not to say you don't have challenges in your personal life, it's not to say you don't have challenges through your life. But you are a representation, and this is just for me. You are a representation of what better looks like. Thank you. You are a representation of what can be instead of how things should be. You understand what I'm saying? And it's through your continuous just determination, drive, just and work ethic. Work ethic is crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm God. I'm I'm glad God put me in, put me in good company with people who have amazing work ethic because my work ethic is is nonstop. So mm-hmm. to have people around me and you know behind me, in front of me, next to me, who whose work ethic is undeniable as well. And again, 
we bounce ideas off each other. I see Whitney and I'm like, yo, her work ethic is crazy. How she keep going? And she doing this and she doing that and she doing this. She got full time job and she consecrates. She doing this. She she editing videos. She she sitting here getting merch together. She getting makeup lines together. She she writing books. She writing a third book. She out here. <laughs> she about to uh, open. She open it a day. She you know, uh, yes. Listen, it is it is it is to the point where we definitely want to see you win. We want to see you continue to be great. And we just want to say thank you and continue to thrive. Yes. And we love you, Whitney. Period. Love y'all um, too. Appreciate it. Is there you. anything else that you would like to say to the people before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. Subscribe to the Currency Club on YouTube. Tap <laughs> in with me on all social sites. So I am Whitney Styles on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all those sites. That's the fashion beauty lifestyle content. But then also definitely tap in with Currency Club. You know, you're gonna have to search New Currency Club as Ty pointed out. But New Currency Club on YouTube and Instagram. We got all the inspirational content there. All the giving other people their flowers and you know elevating the voices in the Black community. So I just want to say thank you for the opportunity to be here. This was oh, fun. No problem. I, I appreciate you so much for being here. Um, I thank you so much. You've been an amazing guest. Um, I love when we get on camera and just mm -hmm. and do this. This is this is amazing. And I hope right. you know to do this again. You feel me? You know? I don't know what episode I'm going to fall in line with, but yeah, <laughs> let me know when you're ready. Let me know when you're we ready. I'm, I'm, listen, I've told Whitney, I'm like, Whitney, we have to, I have to produce a podcast for you. I don't know what that looks like. I don't know when that's going to be, but it's going to be. And um, we're going to do it. So it's going to happen. Again, if you watch the Currency Club at all, Whitney is a dynamic and great interviewer. She does her research. Again, this is why I have people around me like that. They keep me on my toes and I love it. Whitney, we thank you. We appreciate you for coming through. To everybody, we love you. We thank you for watching. You feel what I'm saying? We thank you so much. Please subscribe to the channel. You feel me? Like, comment, share, subscribe. All that jazz to the THC Media Network. 300, over 360 subscribers on our podcast network page. As Whitney eloquently stated, I have over 1,000 um subscribers on my personal page and we have new content coming there as well so i just want to say first of all thank y'all for really really doing it you know what i'm saying is this this entire year we appreciate you we thank you so much and the year is not even over yet we're just hitting march so thank y'all so much we'll be back with another black woman wins series episode we thank you we appreciate whitney again and this has been another one we'll see y'all next time Peace.